Welcome back to your next stop with Juliet Hahn. In this episode, I interview Sally Bennell, who is the founder of Navi Savvy, which is a real travel app. This is such an exciting story because I did not expect it to take twists and turns. Sally grew up in a small town in Nebraska with 700 people. Let's just say she actually got uh, an internship with David Letterman and then started working from him. She's met Bill Clinton, Ringo Starr in the same day, and it just goes on and on. Wait until you hear how she decided to pivot and start Navi Savvy, the real travel app. You guys are not going to want to miss this. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at togetherwomenrise.org to learn more and to join them. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Welcome back to your next stop with Juliet Hahn. You guys know I say this every time, but I am truly excited to bring you another guest that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. Wanted to welcome you guys to Sally Bennell with Navi Savvy. How are you? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show, Juliet. I truly appreciate it. Yes, I'm excited. Well, you know what? I was, I always tell my guests where we met and I, did we meet on IG or was it an email chain? I usually check before, but I didn't check this time. Cause I was like, ah, it's one of those. Yes. Yes. It was definitely on a, I think it was through LinkedIn on a, we got introduced somehow. So, you know, and, and I'm one to always follow up and said, Hey, are, are you have any space for me? I'm always, I've been watching your show and I want to be on this. So <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. So what I do with all my guests is we kind of just take a deep dive into your life and really go back to a little bit of childhood, how you grew up, if you went to university, if you had, you know, a certain career that way, and then where you, you know, pivoted or how that all looks. So if you can kind of jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself and um, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, it all started in a small town in Nebraska. I'm from a town of about 700 people. I'm a beekeeper's daughter, five hours from any major airport. And, you know, I've always had this passion to want and drive and see something more. And so kind of, you know, I I was always being an entrepreneur at a young age. I had my own pet babysitting business. I was, you know, always doing something that was creative. Um, Yeah. And so I started to follow my passion for music that I had. And I ended up getting a a job at the local radio station. And I walked in, I said, I will clean toilets, I will do whatever, you know, I just wanted to be in that presence. And, you know, within a week, I had my own drive time show. And I was recording commercials. The next year, I was coming back in the summers to, you know, sell advertising, doing live remote. So it really laid a great foundation for a career in entertainment for as much entertainment as you can get in Nebraska. Uh, I then went on to college at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, where I got two degrees, 
one in broadcast journalism and the other one in marketing. I always wanted to be Barbara Walters. So I thought, well, I can be on on air, but I need some smarts to back it up as well. So uh, yeah, and during that time, I went back and opened another brand new radio station with my previous boss. And then I started um, garnering some attention from the broadcast journalism department and got in with ABC Sports College Football. Nebraska had a good Husker football team at the time. So I yes. capitalized on those opportunities, go big red and went down and started working at like the big 12 championship. I did the sugar bowl in new Orleans for the national championship. So I was getting immense opportunities. Um, after my time at the, at the university was done, I applied to internships and I was one of, I believe 25 or 50,000. They have every summer apply I was narrowed down to the top 16 at the Late Show with David Letterman. So I flew into New York City. I'd never been to New York City before. I'd only been on a plane once when I was about 21. Uh, And I went there and I interviewed and it was a perfect match. Paul Schaefer immediately called and said, I want her to be my, my new intern. So I moved to New York City and thinking, you know, I'll be here for a few months, but I just had finished my degree and I, you know, absolutely loved the entertainment field. I worked in the music department. I was working with some of the biggest celebrities under the sun. I remember in my first week or so, I shook the hand of a Beatle and a president back to back. It was Bill Clinton and Ringo Starr on. I thought, okay, I kind of like this, this industry. Um, so I was offered a job there and I eventually pivoted over to a record label where I became the coordinator of music video production. I had no clue what that really meant, but I just started learning. I stayed at that record label for 11 years in which I became the younger, youngest senior vice president at age 29 in the company history. And I became the head of the video content creative production, and then eventually expansion into international territories. Uh, The record label was Razor and Tie Records. They are now bought out by Concord Records. But uh, we have properties, everyone from my work with Selena Gomez, uh, Zendaya, and also the Kids Bop property in which those have kids. You can you can thank me or you can also curse at me. I created all those commercials, cast all the kids, did all the tours. So, so I was really absorbed into you know what Gen Z millennials were all kind of absorbing, and I really saw the movement of promotional content. I was shooting a music video and commercial for Atlantis Resorts with the Kids Bop Kids, and you know we're spending a, a large chunk of money. I don't want to say, but on the commercial. And I'm seeing that all the kids have phones from their mom and dad, and they are shooting individual content, UGC, user-generated content. And we start getting better click-through rates on this user-generated content. And it was really the rise of YouTube and really starting to see, you know, that this was definitely a... uh, a trend that was coming and kids were watching kids and having that interpersonal connection. So during that time, I really decided to, you know, start applying that to what I was seeing in travel. I had been, I kind of got the travel bug. As I said, I'd never been on an airplane until my twenties. And then I went a little hog wild going to Canada, then Australia, London. I, I knocked out everywhere I could speak English first. And then I ventured past that. Uh, I've now been to 96 countries. Um, I'm planning to cross my 100th country this year. I turned 40. And all of this really started to pivot into an idea in which, well, why can't I just see the experience of what I'm going to go have? What is, you know, why am I getting all this promotional video content, photos and paragraphs, and I have to make a $3,000 decision for me 
for two weeks of a safari. You know, just show me the real experience. So I wanted to know, you know, if I'm going on a safari, am I going to be on a bumpy, you know, truck ride for two and a half weeks? What, you know, what comes of this? And, you know, when I asked them, I said, can you just shoot me a very quick video of the experience? And they said, yeah, we can't do that. And I replied to him, what are you hiding? You know, this is my money and my time. And the two things that people don't have enough of when they travel is those two things, time and money. So by Nabi Savvy, that is kind of how the birth of all of this started was short form user generated content that we verify. We really um, merged the disconnection between promotional, social media, inspiration, aspiration, and the actual booking and planning process that you're getting with you know, a booking.com or a trip advisor. But we decided to eliminate all of the BS, as I say, and that is no photos, no reviews, bull crap. <laughs> and that's how we got to Navi Savvy. We verify every single clip. So users can now start sorting, saving and booking individual videos. It's only content in which everyday users can upload of places that they would recommend to another friend. There is no, I wouldn't send a hyperlink. You know, I have friends as I'm traveling all over the world said, I saw you were just in Croatia. How do I go do what you did? Now I am left finding hyperlinks, seeing where I stayed, where I was at in a bar, what the name of this party boat was, blah, 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 blah. And I just got to the point, I said, I'm just going to start recording these videos and putting them up on the platform and saying where they're at. So users can go in, get the correct information and make a decision for themselves quick and easy. And the conversion that we're seeing right now for businesses, you know, on the other side of this, we're really kind of a video Shopify for travel. And, you know, it's a user to user, but also a business to user platform. Um, businesses are uploading their video content. They now have small businesses have an opportunity to have apples to apples against some of the big hotel chains because all the content has to be user generated from their phone, vertical, unedited, just showing the experience. And then we're also trying to give, you know, give back to our community in terms of, you know, helping small businesses get back on their feet. You know, we don't have an algorithm in works that you have to pay so much to be the first ones listed. You know, my mom always said, if you're good, people will know it and you'll rise to the top. And that's how we really operate. You know, it's my small town Nebraska values coming out, I think, and nappy savvy at the end of the day. No, I love that. Okay. So I have like a thousand questions, which I love. I love how you just laid that out. So first, okay. You said that your dad was a beekeeper. So do you, was that his own, like, was he an entrepreneur? He went out and, and started that himself. Cause I always love to dive in a little bit because I'll have people that are like, no, there was no entrepreneurialism in my family or no, there was no artist in my family. And then I'm like, well, think back a next generation. Was it something that just wasn't encouraged in your life, but there was someone that really had that. And you, for some reason, whether it was their energy or you saw what they do, you know, when, when, when I mean the energy is when they were out doing what they loved, you felt that energy. And then as you grew, you, you were chasing that energy, but you didn't realize why you were chasing the energy. It was because that person was following a passion and doing what they loved. So your dad was a beekeeper. So he was an entrepreneur. So you kind of had that entrepreneur mindset and, and, you know, you were born with it. Yes. My, my great grandpa was a beekeeper. My grandpa became a beekeeper. And so it really just kind of passed down through the generations, but you know, my mother also is a very strong, independent woman. She went to college herself. Both my parents did, got degrees. That was very something, something that was very important to them. And my mom worked for herself as a dietitian, you know, and, you know, she worked for no one. And same with my dad. He says, you know, 
the worst boss in the world is going to be yourself if you're an entrepreneur. And, but you know, I would rather work incredibly hard for myself instead of incredibly hard for someone else's dollar. And I really learned that growing up, you know, in the music industry, I, I come from the Midwest. I have a passion to work hard, to prove myself to, you know, you don't quit till the job is done. And I was giving blood, sweat and tears for this company. And I enjoyed it, but I also, as I got older, I learned a lot of the ropes of what it took to run a business, everything from the operations, the legal, the creative, the employees, you know, and really took everything that I could and said, you know what, I've learned enough. I'm ready to start out on my own. Now, as it applied to technology in an app, I actually, Nabi Savvy originally started as a TV show that I was pitching to the Travel Channel clear back in 2013. Uh, They all came to me and said, video's too expensive. And I'm like, you guys, I am sitting on, you know, I was seeing the rise of this content before the rest of the world had gotten on board. So, you know, I, this idea has never wavered at all that people, you know, you get four times more click through on user generated content, right? Like it's mind blowing that businesses do not adapt to this. And they're still going along the, the influencer route and, you know, their barriers to entry they see is still very high and difficult. Right. I love that. So how, how long were you in New York city when you were in, you know, when you worked with David Letterman and, um, and, and then doing the other stuff, what was that? What yes. was that to look like? So I was there for 16 years. I moved there in 2005 and I just last June decided I was done. I packed up all my stuff and I am now a full-time digital nomad. I had rented out my apartment before and and previous to this with the record label, I was only home nine months or I was gone nine months out of every year regardless. Right. And here I'm paying New York City state and city taxes. That's a whole nother ballgame. I, I, I live in New York <laughs> and I lived in the city for many years, so I totally get it. <laughs> yes. And so when it came down to starting my own business, I also thought, you know, I can't be advocating for kind of video and change and, you know, working on an app in which I'm sitting with high speed Wi-Fi in my home. I need to know how my everyday users are going to use this app, why it's relevant, you know, the product market fit, what our video upload speeds are when I'm down in, you know, Guatemala, (laughs) you know, these are real issues that, you know, we have to make sure that Obviously, you know, we haven't even been in the market a full year yet. So, you know, this is really just kind of our MVP. And yet, you know, we are, we have to be compared to the speeds of TikTok and IG stories. And, you know, so there's a lot of room that we need to really catch up with some of these big players. But, you know, we have a great supportive community. We have about 25,000 videos that have been uploaded and approved to Navi Savvy for users to start sorting through, getting a grasp of what we're doing. And now we've just released a new feature for playlists. It's kind of like Spotify, but with video content of where you want to go next. So you can actually save and book playlists, sort through content. You can say, I want to go to uh, Italy, food, $2 signs. And now you watch video content of different vibes and restaurants and places instead of just seeing static photos and reading about it. That's so cool. Okay. So now I want to take you back. Okay. So you're, you were in New York city for 16 years. You worked for the record label. When did you, when did you leave that world 
And was it, were you kind of doing the same? I mean, a lot of times entrepreneurs, they're, you know, they're like, okay, I have my full-time job, which I like, or, you know, I'm, I'm interested in. However, I have this passion here that I want to follow. So they kind of do it to kind of together. We always say, don't quit that other job that's giving you the money because you need that money to put into, you know, something that you're creating. You're absolutely correct. So it was in 2016 that I parted ways with the original record label. And I took kind of the end of that year, start of the next to really say, what do I want next? You know, do I pursue this travel, you know, platform? You know, they all told me, well, you need to be Insta famous. It was a rising influencer. So I'm like, maybe I need to become a travel influencer, but I'm never going to be that woman that is beautifully taking and sitting in photos because that's not me. I am genuine. I'm going to show it like it is. And give you the real experience. And the app is truly me when it applies to that. So it was in 2017, I had not decided what I wanted to do next. I was still consulting and directing music videos and commercials for artists like Jason Mraz and working with companies like Build-A-Bear. And so I still had some income and, you know, Timex watches. I was still doing work, but, you know, it was a little bit more on my own terms. I then was able to find uh, my record label's competitor in Canada. And so I've been consulting with them now since 2017, working part-time while I've been building out Navi Savvy. We, um, in 2017, I was really starting to toy with this idea. 18, I put down the first money for research and development, put out, you know, kind of an, I won't say I'm an MVP, more of a prototype, thought through the business models. Uh, 2019, a very, very long story short, I was um, traveling and met a Danish guy. We were nearly to be married. I was living in Denmark with him. And April 1st of 2019, we broke up. And, you know, there was something at me said, you know, I was giving a lot to this relationship and I'm taking everything back and putting it all in me now. And that's when I went out and I raised a quarter million dollars. I went out there and I said, you know what? In one year, I am going to re release this app. April 1st, 2020. Well, the April Fool's joke was on me because two weeks before COVID hits the US. So I took that next year and I really took a deep dive into the app. I started working with a new tech team and I cold called every influencer, aka through Instagram, hitting up messengers and said, I know that you cannot travel right now. So I want to give you an opportunity to monetize your past video content. Upload it to Navi Savvy and we'll pay you per clip you upload. So and that smart. Was a absolute, you know, we were one of the travel companies that made it through COVID because of this. And it only garnered us more time and attention to say, all right, we're on to something here. And last year was really just a big focus and push on creating content and uploading content because it's really chicken or the egg, you know, and those digital nomads, backpackers, uh, content creators were out there traveling, you know, they were kind of the forward front of those people, myself included. And then from there, we kind of decided, all right, well, from here on out now, this year, I think travel's coming back and we call it revenge travel. <laughs> yeah. Everyone saying, I haven't been anywhere and I just got a rebate from the government. So let's go, you know, and now is our time that we're really pushing after the consumer market. And that is really just to give everybody their time back their, you know, be able to see the experiences quickly so they can actually go enjoy them. You right. Know? Yeah. And you know what? And I, you know, everyone that knows this podcast, that listens to this podcast knows that I truly believe there's, you know, a reason that happens. And sometimes we don't know what it is, but yeah. you know, 
COVID obviously didn't happen to stop you from, you know, opening the <laughs> app and then to research it more. But there was something there that was meant, you know, whether it's the God or universe that was like, okay, you need to pause this because this is good, but I want you to fine tune it. And so you had to pivot. What do you think, um, if you can think back to your upbringing, your childhood, or even your business world, what do you think has given you that, that grit that like, you know, I'm not going to stop. Like, where do you think you get that from? Do you think you were born with it? Do you think you learned it? I think it's a combination nature versus nurture, but also, you know, my parents are advocates for when you work hard, good things come, you know, and to not give up. And, you know, for me, losing was never an option. I've been competitive my entire life. I played all sports. You, you know, I always said, if somebody knocked me down or tried to, you know, tell me no, it only made me that much more get up and work that much harder to prove people wrong. And that is just a drive and an energy that I have, I've had my entire life. And that was even when I was in Nebraska, it was like, I, I know there's something more and I will not stop until I find it and I get it. And, you know, I think that passion and drive, I could have quit this idea in 2013 and 14 after a few no's. And, you know, I, I think it's being, I always say the good Lord blessed me with two things, being in the right place at the right time, but never being scared to say hello, which is a very much Nebraska ad, attribute. And I just was like, you know, I made myself a lot of, I say luck is also, you know, you make your your own luck. And that is what I have done and tried and continually capitalized on is I, I'm going to tell everyone my dreams because you never know who the right person is. It's going to turn around and say, I can help you. And, you know, it's, it's really about, I always say also, you meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime, and you do not know until it's all done. Right, right. No, it's so true. And so I would love to ask you, cause this is one of the things that this is a theme on the podcast is I'm a huge component to daydreaming, whether you call it meditating, daydreaming, I call it daydreaming. And I also, uh, I think it's really important to find that space that works for you. So like for me, if I sat in a room and closed my eyes and, and it was quiet, it would be like, I would think of everything that I had to do. I wouldn't get to the space where I can be creative. So for me, it's walking the dogs. I walk my dogs. I create in my mind, you know, I have my phone. So if I need, if I have an idea, I'm like, wait, let me jot it down. I voice text it. And, um, it's a really important thing. And I don't think people are doing this enough because people are afraid of the, the failures or, oh, I don't deserve that. But I love to go out there and really create things in my mind. What can I do? How do I want my life to look? What do I want for my kids? What do I want for my husband? Mm -hmm. And when you put it out there, whether you it's the universe or God, whoever you think of, a lot of times, if you have one of those dreams and you're like, let me take a little action, because that's the important part. You mm -hmm. can dream it, but if you don't take steps, you're not going to ever see where it goes. So what, where do you do that for yourself? Do you have that time where you daydream and you create in your mind? I think it, I can remember the point exactly when I was laying in my backyard as a kid and looking up at the stars, which are amazing in middle of Nebraska. There are no <laughs> stoplights hardly, you know, or there's nothing out here and seeing that universe. And, and I remember seeing these airplanes fly over and I thought, I want to be on those someday. I want to be that person that's going somewhere constantly. And, you know, I've also, you know, I absolutely idolized David Letterman growing up and that was a dream. And I just thought, all right, if that's what I want, you know, that's what I'm going to go for. And sometimes that path wasn't as always clear cut or exactly as I thought, but you know, there's, there's definitely, it's a vision that I feel that I have. And I have almost a weird sixth sense of like, I know, like I'm going to run into someone I know, and I do in a 
on an, in an airport in a third world country, you're just like, how is this? But it's part of you, you know, you just have these senses and you've got to follow your heart and what you believe in that path is not going to be easy. I, and funny enough, I turn my camera, I have all these post-it notes of things for my goals for Navi Savvy for 2020, personal goals for 2020. And I have something in front of me that says success isn't overnight. It's when every day you get a little better than before it adds up. And I, I keep that. these motivations around me. And, you know, I came back also, I'm at my parents' house now, but, you know, it's kind of my home base because I needed to come home to have a support system because you get out on the road and times get tough. Sometimes you just need somebody that grounds you. And my parents, my dad will be the first to say, now, don't you forget where you came from, kid. I'm like, I know, I know. I've partied with the biggest celebrities and traveled the world, but you know, the world is a book. And if you've never left where you're from, you've only read the first page. And, you know, understanding that my community here may not have had those opportunities, but, you know, it's not by sometimes choice or, you know, no desire or education. It's, you know, bringing and encompassing everything that I have learned along the way and sharing that with the people I know and I love. Like, and that's also what the app is about, you know, sharing my own experiences for others to enjoy. Yeah, I love the idea. And I'm more huge travelers. I mean, so I, I love that. I can't wait to like really dive into it. So, you know, there's a, a couple of things. I first want you to shout out where people can find you because if anyone's, you know, my listeners are like me and we, we're like, well, we want to look as we listen to like, you know, navigate <laughs> stuff. So where can they find you? Absolutely. Well, the app is Navi Savvy app and Navi Savvy is N-A-V-I-S-A-V-I. I thought a play on Navi navigationally savviness. And then uh, as they call me Rally Sally, I seem to like how things roll off the tongue. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sally Bunnell, B-U-N-N-E-L-L. And same Navi Savvy Travel as well on Instagram. And that's kind of our two main platforms. Uh, The app is available on iOS or Android. So everybody can download it. We actually are just pushing on a new version this week. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're even getting better and every day, but you know, we, we understand that we're not perfect. And if you want to be one of those early adopters, that really joins a community of trust and, you know, that cares for each other, come to Navi Savvy, grow with us. You know, we're here to, to help everybody. And I've had too many, you know, people tell me, well, you can't be Switzerland. You can't help the people and the customers and the yourself and the businesses. And I said, well, I'm going to sure as hell try. So well, that's, what, well, that's the thing. Why not? Why, why do we have to do things the same that everyone's always been doing? That's where like big ideas have come out of people, you know, testing the waters and being bold and being bright and not being afraid of failure and really taking those steps to be like, no, I want to be better. I want something better for the world. So I, I would love also to ask you, and now I'm not going to ask you where mm-hmm. your favorite place is because I'm sure you've been to so many places, but where are some of the places that you can think of at the top of your head that were the most memorable? Yes. Um, well, a couple off the top of my head, Myanmar, uh, former Burma. I was there right as tourism opened um, in 2000, what was it? 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And I remember having, I was in a market and I had this happen to me constantly. And people would hold up their babies to touch my hair. They'd never seen somebody with blonde hair. They'd line up with photos. like, And they were the kindest, welcomest you know, people that just wanted to share their own story in their country with somebody else. And that was an amazing opportunity. And some of the other places I'll never forget, obviously, I was blind in Laos for three days because I was river tubing. I've had a stomach amoeba in Peru. I've got the wildest stories. I mean, that's a whole nother 
podcast. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to have you on the live show. And I think we talked about, we'll have you on the live show to tell some of those stories. That would be fun. And, and I usually do much better with a, a beer in my hand, but <laughs> that's a happy hour time. But no, I mean, just the experience that I've had. And, you know, people said, you're still traveling after all this. And it's like, why not? You know, I can be just as have just as many things happen to me in New York City as I can, you know, in Nebraska or somewhere over the world. So I'm quite well versed on, um, you know, travel insurance and in multiple countries. So <laughs> I love that. I love it. And what was the first place? And I think you mentioned that in the beginning, but I would love you to touch that, the first place that you went. So my first plane ride, I believe was to San Diego. That was my first plane ride. And I connected in Phoenix and I remember I puked on the plane and then it only got went uphill from there. And then the <laughs> first actual place that I went was um, Vancouver, Canada to visit a friend that I knew from, from over the, over the border. So that was, I thought, well, this is an easier start, you know, like right. and I, I sit on panels all the time. They said, well, I want to solo travel. How do I start? And I said, go somewhere that speaks your language first. Like, situations are going to arise and you throw language into that. That's a whole nother level of trying to ask for help, you know, in, right. in Spanish, it's not just helpful, you know, like <laughs> you got to take it up a notch. So, so that's, you know, probably my biggest suggestions, but you know, start with, and also where you have friends and have that community of you're not going at it completely alone, but you can still venture out on your own. So I love that. So what are some, what is some of the advice that you can share to, to twofold here when mm -hmm. starting, you know, when you have an idea, what is the mm -hmm. first, what is the most important thing? Like the first step for like my listeners to think about, because there's so many people that we create so many people have ideas and they do nothing to it. I always say take action, but what, what is like one, a little bit of advice that you can give them? Like is the first thing that you suggest they do? Write it down, visualize the wireframes or whatever you're thinking, put pen to paper and share it with those around you. And anyone that does not support your idea, you keep moving on to other people. Find people that connect with what you're doing. Because I had JetBlue Ventures sit across from me and they said, video is too expensive. I said, then you don't get it. You don't see what's coming. Right. And, you know, and I think it's finding those people that believe in you and will give you those first opportunities. My boss at the radio station did that. You know, I have only surrounded with people that support my ideas and my vision and where I'm going. And everyone else, they can be left in the dust. That's fine. Doesn't mean they're not friends anymore, but you're, I'm not going to keep moving forward with, with negativity in my head. And then I would say, just talk to people and Google things. I have, you can sit and basically get a college education on starting a business just by typing into YouTube, into Google, yes. into all of these platforms. And, you know, I, I did an absolutely career change. I come from music and video and all of this, but you know, I started a, technology travel, which I worked not in the industry side of travel, it's completely different. And technology and being a woman in tech, that's all, you know, in fundraising. And, you know, a lot of people are coming and said, well, you know, we need to support female founders and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm not a female founder. I am a founder. And if you cannot see past everything else, past the idea and the vision, you know, I've sat in a lot of boardrooms in New York City and said, I'm right here. I'm talking the exact same. You can, I will stop the meeting until you're ready to pay attention. And I've done it. that for executives. And I said, you know, you're wasting my time too. We equally are important if we're going to move this forward. So, you know, it's just, and that took a lot of thick skin. I remember my first coming from Nebraska and okay, you know, and it's like, eventually 
you have to get that backbone and stand up to people, whether it's in technology. You know, a lot of people, I knew nothing about tech and they really tried to take me for a ride. You know, I don't name names. I just move on. And there's a bunch of people as well that, you know, investors, a bunch of this, you know, and it's like, all right, then you're not in my circle. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing that you can do anything. I had, I, I couldn't even turn on my own computer for the most part at the record label. So if I'm creating a technology travel app and learning the ins and outs, like anybody can do it, you yes. know, and you just have to surround yourself with great people and find those that you can trust because they'll lead you to the right people to help you build your team and, you know, really support you as you grow. And that's where, and that's where, we, you know, again, we talk about all the time and I love how you just laid that out, but it's really important about finding your strengths and weaknesses and then finding those people mm-hmm. that, as you said, support you because when you have an idea, and this is what I say all the time, you have to ask questions, but a lot of people are scared to ask questions. Like I always say, mm-hmm. you're one question away from a different life. You could be, right? And and so many people are afraid to ask those questions because they don't want to look stupid or they don't want someone to say, what is that? But that's where you have to believe in yourself. That's where you have to go internally and say, no, I can do this. I truly believe that this is what I want to do. And sometimes it might not, but why not try? Don't let someone else stop you. And that's what I, I will say all the time. Go to Google, ask Google. If you are like nervous to ask a person or you don't know where to go, you ask Google, you kind of do a little market research before you jump in. So I absolutely love that advice. Can you share again, Sally, where people can find you? And then of course, if you have something to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course you can find us at Navi Savvy app, N-A-V-I-S-A-V-I-A-P-P.com. We're also available on Android. Uh, we're on iOS devices. You can follow us at Navi Savvy Travel on Instagram. And if you want to give me a personal shout out, you can always find me at Sally Bunnell on IG. So I'm I'm always on there doing something wild and crazy. So, you know, join the, join the journey along with everything. But, you know, getting back to what you had mentioned briefly, but, you know, never being scared to say hello. I've sat next to some of the most important people on airplanes that have become some of my best friends, investors, business partners, just by saying hello. And, you know, I love that. you don't have to be that chatty Kathy and everything, but, you know, sometimes it's some of the most memorable people that I have and like, you know, intelligent, just, it's insane. The people I meet everyone from a Royal and, you know, from the Royal family and had no clue, you know, I'm just being myself. And, you know, I think it all comes back to you. And those are the connections that you have that you can build on as time, as time goes on. So, right. And you it's, know, it's just the networking don't stop. Don't stop. And yes. that's exactly. And I love that you said, you know, cause I truly believe this too, that, you know, if you're qualified and when you, when you said you're in the boardroom and you'd be like, no, no, no hello, it's, it, things have shifted, but it needs to shift more. And it, it could go for a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. Like I'm talking to all of it. It's when someone's talking, we can all learn from each other. We all have stories. We all bring something to the table, whether we're a janitor or a president of a company and people all need to do that. I can't stand it when someone prejudges someone because of whether their status, where they are in the world, because you don't know what they lived. You don't know what they can teach you. And if you just listen and open your ears and give them the same respect that you, you know, respect that you expect from someone else, you're going to learn something and be a better person. So I love that you would stand up for yourself and say, Hey, no, I I actually know what I'm talking about. You know, you can listen to me. Good for you. I, I, I also do that with my team and, you know, I don't come in and pretend to know everything about my demographic that I'm targeting. I have interns and they are some of the brightest, you know, people that come in and said, well, why wouldn't you do this with the app? That's what TikTok does. And I'm like, 
perfect. I want ideas. It's not a top-down management style. It is a community in every aspect of every way. We're all, you know, contributing to this app and they're all part of the family that helps us grow. And I think, you know, that's also just being a, a leader and yes. putting, you know, I, I can tell you a lot of bosses I don't want to be like, and that has really shaped the boss I've wanted to become, you know, and I think having that mutual respect for everybody on your team. And you know, I've worked for a lot of people and during my times and celebrities and see how different people treat people. And I thought there's no need for that. Right. Absolutely no need for that because you never know which one of those interns is going to be your next boss. <laughs> Seriously, right. you never know. And one other point I wanted to add is, you know, when it ta- comes to people shooting you down in your ideas, you know, the only person that can really stop you is yourself. And it is based on your drive of there might be a million doors and you can knock on them, but some you just have to kick in, you know, and when you go for it, it's, you you just have to keep knocking and being a salesperson and an advocate for yourself in your business. Like I, I talk about Navi Savvy every day with the exact same passion. Never do I say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm like, today I'm going to talk about videos. I'm going to talk about Juliet. And I am this pumped every damn day I wake up to talk about my vision and what I want to do because I'm creating this app for myself. I saw a need in the market and I've identified hundreds of others that feel the same way in our community. And we can't wait to just finally share this with the world. Like, it's, I'm just so pumped, <laughs> but that, but you can see it. And that's, what's so exciting. And that's why I have this show because I want other people to see, Hey, you can have this love. You can have this energy. You can have this drive. If you follow what you're meant to do and, and what you want to do and what your dreams are, don't let the society, we all, you know, we all have one life. Don't let society or your fears stop you and get in your way. So, you know, what, Sally, we could do this all day, but I definitely am going to have you on the, the live show. So we could talk about like more of, you know, some really impersonal stuff that you did when you were traveling and, 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 and get some of the grit of that and those stories, but thank you so much for joining that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And thank you so much for joining your next stop and sharing your story. So much for allowing me to be on the show. I've absolutely enjoyed it. Yes. Guys, you know what to do. Like share rate and review. And I say this every single time someone needs to hear this. You might be listening and saying, Oh, I'm in the spot that I want, but you know what? You don't know if your neighbor is your sister is, you don't know what your dad, your cousin, your aunt, uncle, someone needs to hear this. So I want you guys to go and share this with three people. And you know what else, which is really cool. There's the new app picked cherries, where if you don't want to share the whole episode, cause you're like, Oh, they might not listen to Sally literally said some huge gems. I mean, there's so many gems. You can go to pick cherries, which you can download on iOS or Android. And you can take that little snippet and send it to all the people that you want because those little snippets, I mean, everything that Sally said, I'm thinking of all the quotes that we're going to be able to highlight, I mean, are just brilliant. So take, go to picked cherries, go to the app, iOS or Android, take that little snippet and send it to your friends, family and fans because they need to hear this. You guys can follow me. You know where you can follow me. You can find me on IG. I am Juliet Han. You can go to my website. I am Juliet Han. You can see, find me on TikTok. I am Juliet Han. You can find me basically anywhere. I am Juliet Han to learn more, see what we're doing. But again, Sally, thank you so much for joining your next stop. It's been a pleasure. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 